Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. High drama in the raging rapids above Niagara Falls. Uh, We responded. We found the individual... Uh, we weren't sure if he was hanging onto a rock or if he was wedged underneath the, the tree branch, rather. Uh, but we had to make every effort to get in there and get him out. Enter this brave... Well, as far as rescues go, this was probably, for me, this this is probably the biggest one. And determined man. Uh, you know, it's just one of them things you got to get in the water. You know, you got, you, you've got to, you got to train the way you're going to operate. And it doesn't, it doesn't do any good to go train in a swimming pool for what could potentially be raging waters. So that is where we train. We're in those exact waters. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. Rescuers Thursday pulling a man from the rushing frigid waters less than 100 yards from the brink of Niagara Falls. No one could say how or when the unidentified man entered the Niagara River Rapids. Witnesses on the shore called 911 with reports of a man clinging to a log shortly before noon. With tourists cheering on shore, he was finally pulled out at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and taken to a local hospital. You know, you never know when something like this is going to happen. And, of course, you have to be ready for it when it does. WBEN's Mike Baggerman was there as Fire Chief Joe Padula and the rescuers left the raging waters and described what had happened. About 10 to 12, we got a call came in for a a person in the water above the falls um, uh, off of Goat Island. Uh, We responded. We found the individual. Uh, We weren't sure if he was hanging on to a rock or if he was wedged underneath the, the tree branch, rather. Uh, but we had to make every effort to get in there and get him out. Uh, Difficult, as said previously, is to where to go in, uh, the depth of the water and the the strength of the rapids. Uh, We immediately notified the Niagara Falls or the Niagara Power Authority to lower the water levels, which they did. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes to lower the the levels before we attempted to go in. The first spot we attempted to go in, the water was too high to traverse to get out to him. The current was too strong. We came back, repositioned, went in a second time, and that's when Captain Gordy Stewart and Captain Gerald Frazier uh, made it to the to the victim and attempted to drag him back. Uh, and dragging him back, he did fight with the collar that was on him. It, it could be a, just a natural reaction of being in the water for a couple of hours. Uh, he's probably disoriented. It's, it's very possible. We don't know why at this time, but he did get loose of the, of the collar that we had on him. Uh, and he did slip and go down the river, go down the, the falls, the water a little bit more. And luckily, uh, Major Doty was there to grab him. Uh, if he wasn't there, I don't know what would have happened to the guy, but uh, he did a fantastic so job. in the water for two hours, and you guys were in the water for a long time, too. Like, that was two hours that we know of. We don't, like, yeah. like we had said earlier, we don't know how he got in there. We don't know how long he had been in there. Um, so, when you say a collar, what, what do you mean? It's, a, it's a, a flotation collar that we wrap around the, the victim and, and cinch it and then pull him back to shore. Around their body? Around their torso. Around their, yeah, around their torso. When Major Doty, was he tethered to the shore? He was tethered to the shore, absolutely. But when you train, you train 
to be in the water for that long for two hours? We do not. We do not. Our training is to go in and grab the victim and get out. Uh, it's we never have somebody in the water for that length of time, and and that does present a problem. You know, with, like the, I said, the, the temperature of the water was 51 degrees today. Are by there the way, any issues with hypothermia, even with your guys? Our guys are fine. Uh, the suits that we have, the the flotation devices, the the what we have is is a neoprene uh, material, and it keeps the it's, a, it's more of a, a, a like a dry suit to keep the water off of them. Uh, so they're they're fine as far as they go. Uh, I, I, it's just one of them things that just kind of happens. Said Niagara Parks Police Major Clyde Doty only about an hour after the horrifying and dramatic incident had taken place. He went into incredible detail with Tom Bowerly live on WBEN. I, I've trained, you know, I've been on the job 28 years and, and uh, almost all those years I've trained in that river. Um and it just it just comes natural. You you see somebody in distress, somebody needs help, and you know it just kind of something takes over, and you just take action. You do what needs to be done to help people. But you're a major. You could have delegated, but you put yourself in harm's way. You know, I <laughs> I've been a major now, and almost a little over a year. So I, I still have that, you know take action kind of attitude, I guess. I, I, I don't know. But uh, I, I saw something there. You know, the, the fire department, they were doing their thing, and they were, they were making great attempts. But, uh, you know, the water's unforgiving. The water's very hard to maneuver in. And uh, I, I was at an angle where I saw something, and, and, and it just kind of hit me in the head. You know, if there is a mishap of any, at any level, this is where they would probably end up. So I know they were getting close. Uh, this, the condition of the victim, it's, it's kind of unbelievable that, that he had held on for, for as long as he did. Indeed. And Major, you're probably aware of this, but the uh, medical hypothermia charts say that in 51 degree water, you are supposed to lose consciousness or succumb to exhaustion after one to two hours. And this gentleman you rescued today was in the water at least two hours. That's the upper end of statistics. I, I know. It's amazing. And that's that's one of the things so you fast forward, and I did make contact with him in the water. That's one of the things he couldn't move. His 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 body was so rigid; it was it was unbelievable. And so I'm holding his head out of the water, and and I just keep telling I just kept telling him how strong he is. Stay with me. Stay with me. You're a strong man. You, you incredibly strong. Just stay with me. And and that's kind of how it. That's pretty much. Uh, there was other things said, but that that's pretty much what I kept telling him. It is amazing. I don't know how he was still, you know, in, in those temperatures, how he was still alive. No, it, it defies medical science. I mean, he is definitely a statistical outlier when it comes to endurance. Um, I, I forget whether it was you or the fire chief of Niagara Falls who talked about uh, trying to make verbal contact uh, with the individual, but the individual basically was not able to be intelligible, was basically, uh, I, I guess, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, uh, basically giving gibberish. Were you able to make out anything cogent said by the man you helped rescue from the water? No, nothing at all. There were, 
I was able to make out there were two names. I, re- I can't recall the one name, but there were two names that he mentioned. And and I couldn't tell the content in which he mentioned those names. So I just made an assumption, and I just kept telling him, you stick with me. We're going to get out of here, and you can tell them yourselves. That, that was the only thing I could make out, though, were two names that he had mentioned. Other than that, you're right. It was just gibberish. Uh, Major, one of the things about uh, the river right near the falls, a lot of people don't realize, and I'm sure you train for this, is there are areas there of great tranquility and placidity. And then right next door, there are areas of raging current and white caps until you make your way to the next little eddy where you can enjoy a little bit of safety. How much training goes into uh, studying the the navigational aspects or the, the current aspects of the river so you can be prepared for a rescue like this? It, we're always trying to read the river, and, and you're right. You, you're only one step away from, from maybe not visually, but visi- visibly, but uh, physically, you're going to feel raging water against your body. And then another step, you're right out of it again. You're absolutely correct in that. Um, but we always try to read the water, read the currents. You, you can almost, you can almost kind of tell where there's, there's shallow spots or where it is deeper. And, and you know, I kind of use those skills, I guess, if you want. I don't even like to say it that way. But that's kind of what I read to anticipate where... If somebody were to go through, that's where they would be, and and it's kind of what I did. Major Doty, for those who didn't hear it uh, in in the news conference or who are trying to grasp how this rescue uh, was affected, can can you talk, uh, can you give us kind of a, a little timeline of everything that happened between you and your people with the New York State Parks Police and the Niagara Falls Fires Depart- uh, Fire Department? I'll be honest, I don't have any of the times. Uh, it just it always seems like it's taking forever when you're trying to get somebody in need and 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 especially under these conditions, you know you, you spoke of the hypothermia, the water temperatures, the air temperatures. Um, I, I don't know the timeline. It just seemed like it took forever. Well, what, let me rephrase the question. Can you walk us through the sequence of events, irrespective of time, the sequence of events, what happened in what order, if you can? Oh, yeah. For for the most part, uh, a, a witness had had called our dispatch center and and stated there was an individual in the water. Um, our our patrols responded, located uh, the witness, and and then the inv- individual, uh, Niagara Falls Fire Department, w- was called uh, right away. Um, they responded as well as all our patrols, and they they were pretty quick. They had two. Uh, Two firemen suited up quickly. Uh, it was just a matter of what approach. I mean, the, this individual was right, he was right in the middle of the river. It wasn't closer one way or the other from from any shoreline. So we had we had went through and discussed a couple avenues of approach. Uh, one was decided upon uh, straight upriver from uh, the victim. Uh, the two firemen went in the water and it was just it, they couldn't move. They were getting washed away. And it was just, it wasn't feasible. So we uh, packed up the rigging, uh, moved to a different location where the two firemen re-entered the water and actually made their way, they made their way to the victim. 
Um, and that's that's the area where I kind of thought, you know, maybe we should we need to get down to this other area. Um, when they made contact with the victim, I didn't see it. Maybe there was a struggle, um, but the individual broke loose from them and continued on down the river, and then that's where I stepped in. And, and that's where you, Major Clyde Doty and Niagara Falls firefighter Aaron um, uh, Aaron Melstrom, were able to complete the successful rescue of this individual. Yeah, so I, I was able, I was fortunate enough to be in the right spot at the right time. Uh, the individual came to me. Um, I was able to get a hold of him and uh, make sure he wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I got my feet locked in uh, between some rocks. I was able to hold his head and just, you know, wait for more help. And, and that's where Aaron, had. he eventually entered the water and, and we were able to get a, a ring on him. And and then it, I had told him it's going to be a struggle getting back. Um, as soon as they start to pull us, our our main concern is going to be just hold his head above water because he could not move. He he was his body was so rigid it was it was incredible, um, and that's just what we did. They started pulling us and, and we we tried like heck just make sure his head stayed above water till he got to shore, and then some other firefighters uh, packaged him up and and got him off to uh, emergency room. You know, I I don't want to uh, compromise anybody's uh, medical health privacy, and uh, I will ask the question with the understanding you may not be able to answer it. Do we have any uh, understanding of the circumstances under which this fella came so close to going over the falls? No, we are conducting an investigation into the causes and the circumstances of, of what brought him there. Um, we don't have any, we can't comment on anything at this point. Uh, well, well understood. Major, you've been on the job 28 years uh, with the New York State Parks Police. What was the adrenaline rush like when that call came in? I mean, you're having a normal, everyday tour of duty uh, with the Niagara Falls Parks Police. You get this call, you arrive on scene. Uh, and, you know, you said even though you've been a major for a little while, everything just kind of kicked right in and you needed to be involved. Was it a surge of adrenaline? No, I, w- I wouldn't call it that at all. I, I would just say an extremely high level of concern. Mm. Uh, that, that's the best way I can put it. it, it you know, concern. To, to help this individual, get a hold of him, and, and make sure that he's brought to safety, and then maintain the safety of our members and our firefighters. I mean, that's that's the big that's the big monkey on my back when when I come to something like that. And to, you know, to help the victims and to make sure our people are safe as well. Sure, sure. Because I mean, you you've got people who love you, and they want to see you coming home at the end of your shift. No, oh, exactly. Yeah. Honored to have with us uh, an individual who uh, kept another human being alive today, along with uh, firefighter Aaron Melstrom and Captain Stewart and Frazier with the Niagara Falls Fire Department, Major Clyde Doty of the New York State Police. One of the things that I've been wrestling with all afternoon, Major, is given all of the variables in the river, 
and, and how water levels can change. And, of course, you've got the power project uh, right there. And, and you've got constantly fluctuating water levels and constantly um, uh, changing areas of eddies followed by areas of torrential currents. How do you possibly train for what you had to go through today? Uh, you know, it's just one of them things you got to get in the water. You know, you got you you've got to you got to train the way you're going to operate. And it doesn't it doesn't do any good to go train in a swimming pool for what could potentially be raging waters. So that is where we train. We're in those exact waters. Um, that's that's really the way it is. That's anytime we hold training sessions, it's it's not quite that <laughs> that far down low mm. a little bit upriver a, a little bit farther but uh that is where we train those are the waters that we train in major how close uh, to going over the falls was this individual i i'm gonna guesstimate it's 75 to 100 yards all right so the length of a football field and given the speed of that water you basically have seconds uh for any kind of a um, any kind of a reaction. Um, right. Major, in, in your 28-year career so far with the New York State Parks Police, where does what you did today fit in as far as the pantheon of your deeds in law enforcement? Well, as far as rescues go, this was probably, for me, this, this is probably the biggest one. Uh, there was another well-noted rescue back in 2003, I believe it was, uh, on the Horseshoe Falls. Uh, that was an incredible rescue there, uh, conducted by our members and members of the Niagara Falls Fire Department. Uh, but for me personally, uh, this is probably the biggest one, mm. just because of how fast it happened. In, indeed. Major, a couple of people also want to know why uh, a chopper wasn't called in. Can you explain to folks why that was an impractical mode of affecting this particular rescue? Uh, strictly because of weather. The, the weather, the, over, uh, the overcast, uh, the helicopters could not fly. We called a couple of different agencies, and, and none of them, this whole western New York area, they couldn't fly. Wow. Well, what you did, I mean, we, we've heard about breaches, boys being used. We've heard of ropes. We've heard of human chains being used. And uh, today uh, was, you know, it, it was a team effort involving a, uh, a safety collar or, or something that was attempted to be placed around the victim's head. Yeah. Yep. That's a, you, you know, I, I appreciate you, you saying, you know, here, using the terms hero and everything, but everybody was involved. I, I, we have a joke that the guy on the rope, we call him the dope on the rope. I, I'm just the guy. I was that guy today, but for that moment, but everybody was involved there. Not, none of this could have taken place if it wasn't for every member of my agency, the New York State Park Police that showed up, or mem every member of the uh, Niagara Falls Fire Department. I mean, that was, if you use the term hero, everybody's inclusive in that, everybody that was on duty on scene.
And I think you are. Point has to be made clear. You are very accurate and and very very gracious. In, in addition, just so I don't leave any agency out and leave you in the soup. In addition to the Niagara Falls, uh, your New York State Parks Police and the Niagara Falls Fire Department, were there any other agencies you would like to thank for their uh, assistance and help during today's operation? Yeah, uh, the New York Power Authority. You know, without uh, them controlling the waters, I mean that. That's a, it's a tremendous help. It's not noticed by anybody unless you're in the water. Uh, I'd like to thank them for always, they're always cooperating with us and assisting us in, in uh, lowering water pressure and, and levels. Um, we had members, uh, United States Border Patrol uh, showed up, uh, New York State Police showed up. Um, United States Coast Guard, uh, was. we were in contact with them. They were trying to monitor the best they could uh, via telephone. Um, when something like this happens, there's there's a whole uh, 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 whole army of people coming to help. I mean, it's, it's always a comforting thought, you know, that almost like the Calvary is coming. Thank you, Major Doty, and all of the first responders on the ground and in the water on the brink of Niagara Falls. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.